Give me a chick, chick, chick. A chickity chick. Thank you. Your systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. I just realized that the Groove Cat Lounge here that we do the podcast in is truly going to become like our hobby room. Because you have your DJ set in here I on do. an antique radio from your grandparents. It's been my family since 1940. Who knows? We have our podcast equipment in here. It's a whole new generation of equipment. Yeah. And then I've got my work desk over there. Yeah. And now I'm going to put down some floor tiles. You know, remember oh, the rug right. we start... talked about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That rug is gone. You got, I mean, That rug was gone listen, when we turned off the podcast. You guys equipment. know how my wife do. All right. And we've talked about this a million times. She a doer. All right, so the second that thought permeated her brain, I kid you not, I hit stop on this record, and she's like, I'm rolling up the rug. get up, get it, everyone, help me, we're rolling up the rug. It is, it is ready to go. No, Um, but, so, so the rug is gone, and, and. And this whole week, I've been sitting here like, do we really need another rug in here? Is it, is it, is it just pointless? Like, why did, and I was more listening for the sound, like, for my job. Yeah. Um, or Pat's kicking around a bone like, for our dog. Like that. Bit. Like, yeah. now you can hear the dog yes, running around. Yes, you can hear him running around. And that's really the only problem. Now you can hear how crazy he really is. Um, that was the only problem I was having with work, is that when he would run around, you could hear the clippity clops, which yeah. is fine during our podcast. I, nobody, I, know, I don't think anybody gives a shit. Yeah, I don't think but, so. But when I'm on like, you know, 400 syndicated stations for a, an entire minute, I don't need my dog clapping around. Sure. So I'm like, we got to get something. But then I realized like with this, I, I'm out of the walking boot. And I'm going to need to do a lot of practicing for dance. Thank you. I'm going to need to do a lot of practicing for dance at home. And uh, my friend is going to let me use some of her dance tiles, which are just like, they just like click together so that you don't damage your floor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why don't we just put them in the Groove Cat Lounge? There's no rug. And so you're replacing the rug with dance tiles. With dance yeah. tiles. Dog's fucking trying to kill me. Right <laughs> he's been trying to kill you for like a couple of weeks now. He's, <laughs> he's been really vicious with you. <laughs> Listen, I got to record, pal. Okay. He doesn't we, care. We've got to come to a. Uh, <laughs> got to come to a. Pat's an agreement here. The dog. Like, like he's pulling me away from. Uh, Here's what you need to do. I'll well, tell you because I do this when he gets. Oh, we're gonna take our son here. Our son can take. It. Come here, Dylan. <laughs> We've got our 16-year-old out of bed uh, before 3 o'clock. Because now our kid's just going to sit on a in bed Sunday. and play on his phone. Here so. you go. Can you take the dog? Thank you. <laughs> say, hey, say, say you're welcome. Say welcome. No, we, we say thank you. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Take, just pick him up. Take I the know. dog up. Get He's the dog monster. out of here. It's funny. <laughs> thank you, Dylan. He's literally dragging this dog out. Our dog looks like the guy at the bar who's been overserved. <laughs> And the bodyguards and are trying to drag like him out. Like the door guy is like, I really don't want to have to manhandle. I'm gonna the, help with this. The drunk who's acting like an asshole because when I do, he's he's gonna regret it. So you're trying to like body this drunk out the door. Leave <laughs> me! This is literally like 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 this scene that's playing out in front of me right now. All right, thank you, thank you very much, Dylan. I appreciate it. Bulldog uh, guard services. What'd you do? I had to apologize because the dog just had a bath. Oh, you're apologizing to our son already? Yeah, I'm like, the dog's wet. He's on your bed. I'm sorry. Oh, well. I just washed our son's bedding, too. That was counterproductive. Wash it again. Um, I don't know what we were talking about before that. God damn, that dog picking up a 50-pound dog. 
It's volleyball, man. Like, my watch is like, are you exercising? (laughs) (laughs) exercising. Are you you working out? I'm like, I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Woo! Well, welcome on in here, folks. 221st episode of the Illustrious Pat and AJ podcast. We sure do appreciate you listening, no matter where you are and what app you happen to catch us on, whether you're listening in real time as this just comes out, or, man, you're you're, you're listening to this years and ahead. Maybe I'm dead by now. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe this is being listened to by, by people who have evolved way past podcasts, and they're like, listen, there was this time when everybody thought everyone wanted to hear their conversations. So everyone in society put them in a digital form and allowed others to listen to the, that's what, that's what's happening right now. There's future aliens. Got a listener slash friend text from my friend Jay. He said, what is it? Is it a listener or a friend? Both. He said, did anyone tell you that your podcast theme song is used in an episode of the bear? I didn't realize it was a real song and not one of those copyright free internet songs. Uh, It is a real song. I've been, uh, you know, I tried to get in touch with the artist um, and we had it long before the bear, the bear, actually, whoever's doing the music on there is Is uh, brilliant. They, they have some good choices, but um, yeah, it is from an actual artist. Um, I discovered it, I want to say sometime back in like 20, I was in Hawaii. So it might have been like, it was right around when we were, when we were getting shit cans. So maybe 2019, maybe 2020, maybe well, the one got where we did. Yeah. But I remember I was driving um, in, in Hawaii and I had my Spotify linked up to the phone and it's, you know, just playing, playing the tunes. And then that song came on, and I was like, oh, that's the fucking that's song. song. I'm like, that's Jam. it. That's something we're using for our podcast one day, and thank you, Jay, for noticing. Yeah. And uh, the bear uses our outro song, too. Do you oh, know that? Oh, yes, I remember that. They use the outro song. They have some good shit in there. Good stuff. Suf John Stevens in there. Um. Hang on, I'm texting our son. There's this melee outside this on? room. What's Apparently, happening? The dog's off the bed. The dog's off. So the dog suicide bombed <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> and now I can hear him yeah. running around the house. I just heard one of those door stops go. So, so he's frapping the child who loves control over everything. There's nothing better than watching yeah. a 16-year-old who wants control over everything. He, yeah, and he, a puppy of a dog. It's like, I don't give a shit. Hey, about remember, you. he's not a puppy anymore. He, oh, that's right. He's grown up. He's a grown up. He's a grown-up. It was so No fun. more puppy shenanigans no. out of you, sir. Our, I know. Our son was like, I'm li- I literally broke a sweat picking up that dog. And this is, <laughs> I shit you not, I just burned eight. Didn't you, hold on, didn't you just give him a, a bath outside? I did. Was it easier to give him the bath than it was to just, you know, get him out of the studio right now? I just went for a 40-minute swim and didn't break a sweat. Yeah. Picking up the 50-pound dog and putting Ooh. him on a bed, I broke a sweat. Exactly. That's why everyone um, thinks it's easy to bury a body. You ever try to move 220 pounds of dead weight? I do love that. I'm um, like these informative murder porn shows when they're like doing the math and they're like, any like the lightest person when they're dead, <laughs> just, that's a lot of like a rock. Unless you have ever power lifted over 200 yeah. pounds, do not get in the business of trying to move bodies. Yeah, no, the dog just going bananas out there because okay. he's he just had a bath, so he's wet. I was kind of hoping he'd run around before the podcast. Oh, that's of course, right. he didn't. We weren't. Yeah, we, we weren't sure when we were going to record. This week is kind of gloriously open to a point. Oh, this is really cool. This is for um, this is for all the Midwest folks, right? Because people, yeah, they they always ask you. 
you come out of your shell. Oh, what's different about being out there in Arizona? And they'll always bring up the heat. Oh, my God, 190,000 degrees and all that. Uh, but the other big thing uh, is is the school breaks, the school yes. systems. Just everything's different than anywhere we've lived before. We are very much figuring out that the Midwest and, and, and all the East Coast and the weather states, they really tailor their school year. To summer. To summer. It's around It's around a weather pattern, yeah. which sucks because the weather pattern is changing. Yeah. Out here, it's very different. We have many more structured breaks. and There's a lot of year-round schools here. We're not one of them. We're but not. We, but it's pretty close. I mean, they go back to school august our, our kid goes back to school the first of august first week of august at least yeah and then he's got two straight months with labor day off well hold on just but just before you get into you're going to confuse people okay. he he goes in august he goes in august and then he gets out and when he gets out uh at, at like the towards the end of may okay so this week right here is one of the first big breaks for our son this is called um fall slash october break yeah and I know right now there are people in the Midwest going, what the fuck are you talking about? Fall slash October break. This is a, a real thing, which varies in time, by the way. Our son gets one week off of school. He gets this next calendar week, right? So Monday through Friday, he's off. And we're down here in Tucson. I got clients, I got work colleagues up in the Valley, which is the Phoenix area. They get two fucking weeks That's off. That's awesome. Those kids get the first two weeks of October off. And I'm going to tell you why. We just talked about the, you know, Midwest and East Coast and everyone else tailoring their school years around the summer. Yeah. Ours do a lot to avoid it. And shockingly, when it gets nice outside, they give you about a week or two with yeah. your family, and which they, is really what October is. And, but remember in the Midwest, they always give you like, they give you like a long weekend in October. Do they? Don't yeah. remember that shit at all. Um, and then you get the, the Thanksgiving break and no. the Christmas break. He gets two weeks for Christmas. I but remember. The, yeah, we were just trying to figure out when we could record and we're like, we both gain an entire hour, sometimes two of our week of our days back because we don't have to drive him to school. Yeah, sure. It's a half hour each yeah. way to do it. So we're like, wow, we have all this time. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, I don't remember that shit. Like, growing up, and I went Catholic school, which was a little bit of a different schedule than Chicago public, but I went Chicago Catholic, which, which by the way, that's how um, originally parents used to determine um, how their kids were educated. See, now you guys all go to these public school board meetings, and you yell, and you scream, and you're like, I don't want my kid reading Dora, because that's indoctrination. <laughs> my, my parents nutted the fuck up and sent me to Catholic school, where they're like, you don't need to learn about that. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Jesus, yes. All right, and you better learn this math equation. You know why? Otherwise, Jesus, Jesus will send you to hell. Is going to send you to fucking yeah. hell, you heathen. But I remember specifically, it was definitely Labor Day. We definitely kicked off it. it, it, it Labor Day was the last hurrah, and you went to school right after that. And I feel like it was nonstop until Thanksgiving. Pretty and much, then Thanksgiving yeah. was your first break, mini break, and you really then worked towards Christmas, which, which, which was the big break. And then for us in Catholic school, you didn't get a spring break, but you got Easter break, course, right? Yes. You just, you just got to rename it a little bit. And then after that, you're trucking towards being out of school. We were out of school by June 1st okay. where I was growing up. So it's, it's so different everywhere. And what were your breaks? You went to public school. Yeah, I went to public school. Um, we went back. They were fighting for like my entire time in public school. They were fighting to get school to start after Labor Day. Okay. They never did it never while got I it was over there. The line, I, yeah. I don't know if they've done it yet. They may have, they may not. We started like the week before Labor Day, which everybody said was stupid because then you had a long weekend, um, which, you know, whatever. So then you had Labor Day. Then you had like a, you had like a Friday off in October, like something random. And then you had, um, you had Thanksgiving, then you had Christmas, and then you had, there was always like a Friday off and 
or I mean, there were probably like some teacher, day, teacher in service, yeah, shit, like yeah. in service, you know, those things. But, but but the huge difference here, and I know we've talked about this before, is mm-hmm. that they don't have snow days here. Yeah, no snow which days, which is a huge caveat when you're in the Midwest because school years can literally get pushed oh. later. I mean, there was one year, holy shit, he was that? in school until like the 20th of June to make up for all the snow days in Michigan because they canceled school for like a week straight. It was inc- it was insane. So the kiddo is um, home from school this week, which gives us more time. It's just an hour to your day would fuck. It doesn't matter. That hour makes a huge... I, I live and die by those those hours of the day. Like those are... It's just, you know, you have to. You don't have a choice. That's the one thing you have to do every day is drop him off at school, pick him up from school. Everything else do revolves f- around that. Do you feel like, and I, I really mean this because you're a good mother, mother hen. What do they call Mama bears, whatever they call it, shit. You're good at that stuff. Do you think it's going to be really hard when it's not there anymore? No. Do you no. think you'll just fill it up with something else? Um, No, I think I will. I'll fill it up with shit I need to do around the house. I think you'll fill it up with others. So I th- I think you're, you're, you're being a little hard on yourself. Well, I don't think there's that much to do, but I think when there's less to do, you're going to be a little off your game, well, so you're going to just find something to do. You know, we were discussing this in the car the other day because we are starting to talk about college for him. And yeah. he's he's 16. He's a junior in high he'll school. He'll be 17 in December. Yeah, yeah it's time. we got to start talking. You should have been. Um. Oh, we have we're, we're pretty much he's pretty much set on and we're pretty much set on the U- University of Arizona yeah it's right here in Tucson it's a world-renowned uh university a Kardashian went there oh well, um, thank God you know but yeah that's so it's, that's it's our in town so he was like okay well that's cool and you know I do try to instill in him the respect of not everybody has college paid for for them because he he has college paid for from his grandmother his grand, your your great grandparents, your mom yeah. have money set aside for him for college. Because thank God, on a radio salary, we could never have put away money for his college. You mean your family hasn't been genera- generationally planning for their seeds as well? What do you think? Fucking drunken <laughs> Irish. You hear that? See the hardworking Polish. What do we do? We get it here. We put our nose to the grindstone. We save. We scrape. Meanwhile, the Irish they go out to get the whiskey and they play golf. So I've been very much trying to tell him, like, listen, you know, dad had the same thing. You had your college paid for by your grandparents. Yeah. And I said, just so you know, like, that's not. We're a long line of only children, by yeah. the way. I'm an only child. My son's an only child. My mom's an only uh, surviving child. She had a yeah. twin die at birth, and then, then her, her brother drowned at 17. So my family, for a long time, if you can't tell, line, yeah. we, we, we kind of put all of our, our we, we put it all on one kid. You're fucking doing something. Well, and it's hard because when I was in college, the kids that didn't have to pay for it did not have the same kind of respect for it that I did. Like the kids whose parents paid for it, they paid their rent. You're, I mean, I, I hate to say it, and I know it's almost a generational thing. Um, and it sounds weird because I'm just a little bit older than you, but we've talked about that. It's like different sides of the, of the Zennial. Yeah. I'm closer to Gen X. You're way closer to a millennial. But I feel bad how fucking like... Um, I don't know. It's like how scarred and how upset you are about that. Like you've been upset about that shit since I met you. The day I met her, she's been upset about student loans and paying them and people not helping her out. I've heard the story a million times of how her dad gave her this famous speech when she got accepted to U of M or or UWM, which was, I believe it was, well, how are you going to get there? That was the first thing. That was it. Yeah. You know, that was, that was dad. It wasn't congratulations for getting in. Right. So, I mean, but, and, and, and then you obviously, you 
you know, whoops, you went into a business that doesn't pay a lot. Um, but like, I feel so bad because you're so scarred. No, like, but I, I feel it on you. I you're just like, want, because, because student loans now, I mean, my God. Now I, it's even worse. I paid mine off in 12 years. What'd you pay for four years at a UWM? Mm, four four year degree. I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell you? That's that's you're not I an paid, informed consumer. I paid I couldn't tell you. Like like not with interest. What were they charging? Did you know I how don't much? Remember, no. no shit. I don't remember. So not only did they uh, I would be interested to find out what a four year degree cost at UWM because you went in what, two thousand? It was about fifty grand. Fifty? Yeah. It's at least double that now. Well, and that's why I want it because I see people, I mean College is a pipe dream now. People, people, just, kids, children, these are still children, 18-year-old children, yeah. going into lifelong debt to go sure. to college. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to just instill him in him the appreciation that, hey, you know, you have a college paid for, yeah. so you want to make the most of it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, he hasn't really thought about what he wants to do, <laughs> which I said is totally fine. This is a very different way of handling it because, again, it's not coming from, uh, what do we call it, like when you're in a Amway? Your your downline, your upline, you know? It's so funny to watch how AJ's like she's trying to instill, listen, not everyone had this privilege. I didn't, but you do. Versus the way it was handled in my family. Let me tell you the nice soft speech that I got. Hey, listen, you don't go, you don't get the money, pal. Okay? Listen, okay. just so you know, you're not gonna get a big check. We're gonna take that money, we're gonna go on a cruise around the world. Well, and that's what we've always joked about. We're like, if he doesn't go to college, so it's that's so, our money. <laughs> it's so fucking funny to watch AJ like try to tell him how much of an opportunity it says. Meanwhile, I was just told, be an asshole, we'll take that yeah. and gladly spend it on your behalf. And I keep telling him, I'm like, you're young, you don't need to know what you're you're gonna do yet, but you do gotta think about it. Cause I'm like, a lot of college is bullshit. They spend two years basically reteaching you half the stuff they think you should have learned in high school. Well, I know, but still, regardless, but I said to him, I said, okay, well, he, he was like, well, I want to live on campus. And Pat's done the math. <laughs> and what we have set aside- I redo for, the numbers every year, by yeah, the way. Yeah, because they change. Because I have his college fund versus what college costs. And I swear to Christ, every year I redo the numbers yeah. to see where he is, just to make sure that that fund can cover his college. And it's covered. But not room and board. <laughs> the education. I can get you there. I can I can even buy you books. Yeah. But as far as all that other shit, pal. And that's what I told him. I, he's like, I want to live on campus. I said, okay. You better get you a job. You better. Yeah. I'm like, well, and that's the thing. I'm like, you'd have to probably take out loans. And you'd have to have a job to pay for, you know, food and all that other stuff because you are living alone. But I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a lose-lose at this point because if he does that, then yeah. he's in debt and, but if he lives at home, then I said, then you like, like my dad said, you got to find a way to get down there. Do you want me dropping you off at college every day? Probably not. Look at you. You, you just did it. You just became your dad. Oh, you got a U of A. How you going to get there, pal? Well, listen, I don't know if you checked. Uh, I don't got time to be your bus no, service every day. That. No, I think I look at it. I look at it a little bit differently with him because oh, he is fuck, because he on the, he's on the spectrum, and I yes. look at he doesn't want to learn how to drive. Yeah, he's 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 not a big Fast and Furious. And kid. I don't really blame him because it's a crazy ass world on the roads out there. Yeah, we've talked about that. Sure. So I'm like, did I, we publish that podcast or did we scrap it? The one where you talked about how like you road rage and stuff. I think we scrapped I don't it. Know, we, we may have scrapped sometimes it. we do podcasts and where we afterwards like we think that they, they suck. We don't put them up. But I remember AJ talking about that. We're like, she's like, I literally road rage more and I don't like it. And people are terrifying here. You're, in you're glad. Scary. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they'll, I mean, there'll be barriers. I, I suppose. So it's, it's just very funny to me 
just to see the different, I can tell the way you're approaching it is so based off like what you went through. Cause I shit you not. The second I met AJ, I met you when you were a senior in college, right? Yeah. And you were, I mean, literally getting ready to walk uh, across the stage. And this girl from the second I met her, she was, uh, she was fun and she was uh, intelligent, bubbly, funny, and all that fun stuff. But man, did she have worries on her shoulders about school. She had these worries about them. And didn't you even, uh, after you gave birth to our kid, the first thing you were worried about was getting back to work so you could pay for your student loans. Yes, because on the day we left the hospital, the student loan service called me and said, your grace period's up, you need to start paying. That's right. While I was in bed in the hospital with my baby. Yeah, no one gives a shit And about I that. lost my shit. Yeah. And, and I was aware. I'm like, it's not their problem I have a baby. I get that. But I'm also like, holy shit, I am like 24 years old. I have a baby and I have a part-time job that gives me n- nothing. Yeah. Hourly wage, no insurance, you were nothing. on You were on the good badger care before Scott Walker yeah. cut it. Now yeah. there's like nothing. Like you were like one of the last ones that had like a decent state um, like medical because this is before Obamacare, right? So this is no joke. AJ got one prenatal visit under her dad's insurance and then she graduated college and like literally they're like, oh, you're out of college. You're yeah, off you're the done. fucking uh, healthcare." Yeah. So AJ had to like go to the state, apply for the state. This is pre-internet motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. So I all, had to physically all go somewhere. All you people were like, you know, during the pandemic, I had to go on a website. I, I have no pity for you if you're <laughs> filling shit out online. <laughs> Unless Do you've it. ever Don't been complain. to a state office. Come on now. So, I mean, yeah. I, sh- I shit you not. So AJ would go in because we weren't married yet. There's all this weird shit. And, and she had to like get in under this healthcare plan. I was under plan. like the low income healthcare plan. I mean, plan. it was a fuck to do but i'm just saying i felt this burden on you your entire life and it's just so funny to watch you try to instill um uh to your son what kind of a gift it is and you're never going to be able to no i know there's not know. like you that's literally your grandparents who lived through the depression trying to tell you why you should finish your dinner i know because in their day they didn't have food. they had to eat rats it was you'll never get that through a school I would just been having like yesterday I was uh I had an uh Irish dance competition and you know we're she did. we're adult Irish dancers so we all talk about our lives and our kids with each other you know we don't really talk about dance we talk about our, our kids and our, our what's going on and multiple multiple moms that I dance with have said like and I'm the same way we're just terrified for our children because we know they're probably not going to be able to move out at 18 because it is so goddamn expensive <sighs> Long term, yeah, we're concerned about the cost of living. It's not even that I want my son out of the house. I just don't know how he's going to do it. Can I can I zoom out for you? Sure. Like like because I think this is why on my phone. If, if you ever uh, see me on the street, uh, look at my phone. This is true story. Um, I, I I have uh, the Earth. That's my screensaver. Yeah. It's on the iPhone, and the little dot on it is me. And that dot moves with me. Like when I was in South Bend, it, it was in South, South Bend, Bend yeah. and now it's back in Arizona. So that's me. And I'm going to zoom out for you on that. Do you not think in modern civilized societies, going back to whenever you believe those modern civilized societies began, that has not been a general view for every generation of Absolutely. the generation coming up behind them? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. You're has right. You're there right. been any generation that has gone, let me tell you what, these youth that we're bringing up, they're going to do it better than us. They're smarter than us. Everything is perfect for them. And I feel positive. I feel like every single generation has gone, 
these kids aren't going to be able to make it. And then somehow, I mean, I was part of, you know, this original 90s slacker generation. We're the clerks generation. Um, and, you know, I feel like a lot of us, uh, you know, figured it out and we grew up and yeah. maybe we do it a little bit differently than you. Um, but yeah, I feel like, like, like that's almost like we've all felt like that. Yeah, no, your parents right. felt like that about you. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> and, well, maybe not your parents, but someone else's parents <laughs> felt that way about them. My parents them. were just like, good luck, good night and good luck. Good night. Good luck. <laughs> your parents, your parents are the reason why in the seventies they needed Grace Slick to go on TV and go, it's 10 PM. <laughs> Do you know where your children Do you are? that shit? Every time that commercial would come on, if I was watching TV with TV with my parents, Ugh. I would yell out, "I'm right here!" Every single time. Hey, speaking of watching the uh, TV, uh, recommended TV for you. Um, if you're watching Netflix these days, uh, well, you may have noticed in general, AJ, we've, we've, we've had some, some conversations about this. Uh, AJ watches professional wrestling. I do. This is something. This is a big deal. This for is me, a okay? big deal. This is something that came into our lives literally because Pat needed a self-care activity and he decided to start watching professional wrestling after a 20 year uh, lapse in being involved. Right. It was one thing I learned when I started dating outside, when I, when my, me and my high school to college boyfriend broke up and I started yes. dating other guys, I came to the realization very fast that every guy was into wrestling to some point. I mean, yeah. And I was so, I just thought wrestling was so stupid and I didn't get it. And I, I, I still- What I just, was your initial impression? I said, my initial impression, I mean, I knew, you know, back when we were growing up, the WWE, yeah. which is what it was back, or no, yeah. WWF. F back then. And then, yeah. yeah, that's what it was back then. I knew what it was. I didn't care. I didn't watch it. I didn't so, give but, a shit. But, but your impression was there were these big guys beating each other up. Did it, you yeah. did and you think it was real? Did no, you think I it was it, fake? I knew it was fake, so that's why I guess I okay. didn't understand the entertainment behind it. And then one time, one time, um, it was like a, we were working at the zoo during the winter. So, you know, you're lucky if you see, you see one person during the day. People would leave books. Coworkers would leave books behind and say, hey, if you want to read something when nobody's there, here. One of my friends left behind the autobiography of, was it Black China? Black China, no, just no, China. China, Black sorry. China's a rapper, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Black China's like a, she's a, she's a celebrity. Good God. China is the deceased uh, wrestler. She was big into animal rescue, right? Uh, I think so. Whichever one of, I, again, yeah, it shows how much I care. I mean, most of them probably. I don't know why I picked up that book and read her autobiography. So you read an autobiography of China. And I thought it was fascinating. I still was like, I don't care about wrestling. You know, it's funny. I never have drawn this comparison before because, again, um, I finished I'm, the whole book, by the way. <laughs> I'm part of two generations of kind of wrestling. One, I was born in 78. So the 80s, the literal boom of, you know, Hulk Hogan and all that shit, I was in the yeah. pocket. Eight, nine years old. Hulkamania was running wild through me. Yeah. Okay. And then you fast forward, you go through school, high school, and you get in college. And all of a sudden, wrestling's back. Except it's not the same wrestling. It's sexy. It's saucy. They're using swear words. Yeah. What is happening? And then there's another revival of wrestling. What you just reminded me of is when I was a little kid and I was caught up in the original one, I had a book. And it was a book for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And I would leave the book out. And my grandfather, because, you know, it's like a fucking like 12 page book. But let's be honest, yeah. he's a Depression era educated kid. Maybe that's as far as he could yeah. go. But he would read the book and then he would talk to me about Hulk Hogan and almost be like, well, you know, Hulk Hogan did these things. 
I mean, like my Hulk Hogan did this. My friends and my like my sister and I, we used to we used to like fake wrestle. We yeah. we knew some of the moves, so we would like do them on each other on the bed, just you know, basically roughhouse. But I still didn't care about it. So um, you know, I started watching pro wrestling again just for self care, and then all of a sudden my wife started watching it with me, and then my son started watching with me, and next thing you know, we're going to live shows, and you've heard us talk about it, right? We're a big AEW family. Um, but this is actually not about that. Not that I'm asking you to tune into a pay-per-view, but Hey, if you need a self-care activity, AEW, not bad. Um, there's a show on Netflix and it's called, uh, wrestlers and it is a docu series. So what is that? It's seven episodes, I believe. Something like Something that. Like yeah. That. It's a docu series on a small town independent wrestling league. So this is not one of the WWEs, not one of the AEWs, uh, itty bitty league in Louisville, Kentucky, which has been around for many, many years. And it shows you the ins and outs, the daily trials and tribulations of people trying to own, manage, run, perform, excel, uh, and survive being a professional wrestler at that level. At the introductory level. Yeah. And it is fascinating. It is probably one of the best docu-series I've ever watched. I mean, it shows everything. I mean, there is one, and these are, this is like a really well-known league. I was, yeah, yeah, It's It's very small, but it's very well-known, and isn't what they call like a feeder, where basically some of the people do end up going up to like AEW and stuff. So the basic gist of it, and by the way, it's it's from the same folks who were behind like Cheer, if you remember Cheer, the docu-series, which which did really well on Netflix about the cheerleaders. Um, And trust me, you don't have to be into wrestling. I was going to say, that's the thing. It's a great documentary without that. is a very small part of it. It it was just so good. It's um, shot by some guys from the BBC, so I shit you not. It kind of, you know, I don't mean to put them on a pedestal, but they just put out good shit. It's well done, yeah. Um, But yeah, it it covers, and they set set this up in this show, about this league that they're following. It's called OVW. And the OVW, they give you a quick history. It's been around forever. For many, many decades, it was a feeder league for the WWF. So what that meant was the WWF would go out there and they'd find a guy. They're like, wow, there's this guy, John Cena. And, you know, he's a college athlete. We think he can do something, but we can't put him on TV Not yet. yet, no. So let's put him down in OVW. And they're going to train him and we'll see how far it goes. Yeah, and then after a year, maybe John Cena we can put on TV. Oh, this guy, John Cena, trained really well. Now he's a big star. Yeah. That's the way it used to go. As business happens and things consolidate, right, this agreement was eventually dissolved. And the WWE took it upon themselves to kind of have their own system, yeah. which left this little independent league now truly independent. Independent. In a world yeah. of conglomerates, they are this little faction that may be very important to the greater good if you think about it it is very important yeah. you need people it's kind of like radio where there's nowhere there's nowhere for new radio people to go anymore no. to cut their teeth and exactly. if you can't have those people then how do you get the next superstar that's a new how do you find the next howard stern so this docuseries shows i mean it's in this place is run by a, pro, a former professional wrestler yeah al snow i'll say folks who may have a little bit of wrestling knowledge in their back pocket. And they go, okay, I remember that guy. Everybody loves head. He was on TV. 
But he's great. I just love his. I just adore him in the Saku series. He's just such a big, well, he's, lovable, awesome guy. So now describe who he is. So he is arguably, I mean, what? He's the boss. He's, he's the boss. Yeah, he runs everything. He runs. It's more the operations yeah. manager because he's not the owner. No. They they clearly have kind of the owners involved and the local businessmen trying to make a go of this thing. He's the everyday stuff. He's the guy day, yeah. all day making sure that these train these people are being trained. Um, he, he writes storylines. He, them. I mean, he does everything. And so this docu-series shows him trying to manage all of these wrestlers, most of whom are making a living in this league. They they all want to get bigger. They really do. Some of them have been big. I, I was going to say, there's That's kind the of... the craziest part is that a lot of them have gone up to professional wrestling and then dropped back down. Do you know what this reminds me of? And um, radio geeks will like this. And I'll just speak to you because you'll understand it. My first job in the radio industry uh, when I graduated from Chicago was in uh, Joliet, Illinois. And there were in Chicago um, suburban clusters of radio stations. And basically, I remember when I got there, I was told by someone else there, they go, listen, there's two kind of people in this place. There's people like you. And you're just starting off and you're hungry and you're green and you're wet. And there's other people here who have had their shot at the big time. Yes. And it didn't work out for whatever reason. And now this is just, you know, something steady. And when you would look at the building, you could see it. Yeah. You could see guys who were fresh out of college. And then we're like, dude, that's so-and-so who used to work at yada yada Chicago. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing out here in a suburban radio station? Trying to make a living. So very much like that in this docu-series, you see some guys... Who are, I'm 19, some gals, I'm 20 years old and I want to be a big pro wrestler and this is what I'm doing. And then there's other guys where you go, well, hold on, I may have seen you. Yeah. And then it turns out that guy had his big shot and maybe he had an injury and he had to rehab. And now this is the best he can do right now. Yeah. It's it's very eye-opening. I'm trying to get our son to watch it because he, you know. He's not in a docu-series yet. No. He, he has the same view of all the murder porn and docu-series and documentaries that Gen Zers do, which is... You guys take an hour to tell me a story that you could tell me in two in minutes. Two minutes, yeah. But they don't know that we're old people and we just want to be entertained. Yeah, that's all it is. We, we're, we're killing time until we yeah. die. You, you and, have and a, on a daily basis. We're killing yeah. time till we go to bed. And like a Gen Zer, they got like all this shit to do. Right. So they're just like, fucking tell me the end of the story. I don't want to hear Dateline tell me for an hour. But it's such an amazing series. And they, they kind of... They focus on the good and the bad and the ugly. And I think my favorite part of the entire thing is that they do show the new owners of the OVW who are, you know, a couple of well-off guys. It's very typical, like corporate America, except the guy who owns it isn't corporate America. He just did very well for himself, but he's a hometown guy. Sure. He's from a little town in Kentucky and he just loves sports. He loves wrestling. And they don't make local business. Yeah. Man. And they don't, you know, he's not, he's not the corporate jerk that you expect him to be, but they don't make anybody the enemy in the show. You're mm. not rooting. You're not rooting against the, Well, that's owner. why it's, it's not a reality show. Yeah. If it was a reality show, They'd we would, against we, we would edit and go, Hey, just so you guys know, we're really going to make so-and-so the, 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 the bad guy. So, you know, you, if you guys want to play up to that character, yeah. it's going to help us with, with editing. The no, owner, this is the very BBC ish. Yeah. This is very, we're just, presenting things that are happening in front of us 
Um, There's a mother-daughter wrestling duo, which is amazingly fascinating if you're a parent in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It was just so good. I was so sad when it was over. Like, I want to go to Louisville and watch one of these OVW matches. It was so awesome. What is, they yeah, don't work so hard. I was going to say, how many people, because of this this Netflix series now called Wrestlers, which, by the way, this, this is terrible that I have to say this, but and probably the reason why it's named what it's uh, named not to be confused with apparently another reality show that's been on TV called The Wrestlers. Oh, really? There's something out there, I guess, on Vice. Okay. Which has been around, and it's about some dudes in Mexico. I don't know. But it's called The Wrestlers, and it's a little bit more reality show-ish. Okay. So I guess that's why it's called Wrestlers. But this thing is called Wrestlers. Okay. And it's, um, the, you know, this one's on, on, on Netflix, and it's just, you know, how did you feel about the... um? the athletic angle uh, because AJ you're an athlete too. And you I mean, literally we've been talking about you dealing with your uh, foot injuries and all your injury injuries. You were kind of interested watching this thing, watching people deal with um, injuries and rehabs and all that goes into that. I needed the motivation, I think, because what's, what's wrong with my foot is degenerative, which means it's not curable. It's just going to continue to get worse, gotcha. but you can manage it. So it's basically degenerative osteoarthritis on the top of my foot and near my toe, something about my metatarsals and shit like that. It's from dance. It's from running. It's from all that stuff. And so, you know, my, my podiatrist and my physical therapist, they're like, you don't have to quit dance, but you will have to modify or you won't be able to walk when you're 60. And so I'm in this weird like juxtaposition right now where like right now I'm supposed to be at an Irish dance competition. I'm not because I signed up for it and then I ended up in a walking boot and I said, hey, you know, the grown up decision here would maybe not to be two, don't do two days of a competition if mm-hmm. you're coming back from an injury. So here I am at home making the grown up decision to rest my foot. Watching this show, I mean, these are guys a lot of them younger than me, a lot of them older than me who are dealing with, I mean, we're talking like broken necks. We're talking about like big injuries, big, I mean, this is, this is osteoarthritis, whatever people, people who don't move have this, you know, people, (laughs) people who are sedentary have, uh, have arthritis. (laughs) What do you have going on? um, But yeah, these are people with broken necks and, and arms and spines and stuff like that. And they're coming back from it and they're, but they're also, they know their limits and they're kind of, they're fighting against that. They're like, I, I, I want to do this, but I, I can't do it too much. And then sometimes you realize when you have to maybe go on to be something else. Yeah. And these guys go on to be trainers or exactly. they go on to be agents or writers or there's a million other jobs, yes. right? And um, this is a time in my life when, you know, I've been talking to my therapist. I've been talking to Pat. I'm talking to my dance teacher. I'm going to start slowly because it will be a long ass process, but going to get my teacher certification for Irish dance. So eventually when possibly I can't walk when I'm 60, I don't know what's going to happen. I can be an Irish dance (laughs) judge. I can still be involved in the world of Irish dance, but I get to judge. I get to sit. I don't have to dance. You I know? Imagine you being that 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 old like Hollywood lady at like ninety that's like wheeled in and she has her big sunglasses on like a beret. I want to be that famous like, judge. Mah. Yeah. I mean, one of the judges at our competition yesterday. I won't give his name, but he is like. Is he the famous judge? He's the famous judge, and I mean, I had people. Hold on, like, is he the one that I had to bribe for you to win? See, I was trying to figure up. out which one. Bribe anybody? I had to shove some money in their pocket or shove something else down my throat. I don't know what their preference is, but I'm willing to take a hit for you. He gave me better scores than the other male judge. Good. Um, But yeah, no, and it was very just relatable for me who I'm in the same kind of 
transitional period of, yeah. I don't have to quit, but I have to kind of modify what I do so yeah, I don't hurt myself. Watching these guys do it. And this is like, this is their living. That's the part that's different. They make, they pay their rent This is more, this. you're not aspiring to make this a, you know, long-term. I'm uh, not trying to go to Riverdance yeah, and that's make what a I was gonna say. You it. don't want to be a touring production dancer. No, I'm, you a, don't, I'm a journalist. This is just what I pay to do on the side. So that's different. I could quit and save a whole I bunch of money. Yeah. Isn't that funnier when she actually says, this is what I pay to do? Isn't mm-hmm. that hilarious? And, and, and it's very, you watch these guys like, they are not, none of them are living glamorous. Yeah. None. I mean, one's living in, in literally an RV. I mean, that's, um, oh, you've never seen it yet. Have you seen um, the Mickey Rourke film, The Wrestler? No. Oh, fuck, it's really great. Well, we'll watch it. It was like critically acclaimed. Because it almost comes off like a documentary. Does it? You're like, did they, did they script this? Did anyone yeah. write word? He's in it. Who else? Uh, Marissa Tomei. She's great. I've in heard it. of it, yeah. But it, it, it's kind of the same story of a guy who had his very big moment, right? And he still works. He's working um, a couple days on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he also has to work. I, I believe he's a butcher. Like, he works at a local Safeway. Um, but he lives like, I mean, in a, I believe like the opening scene is him getting evicted from his trailer. Like yeah. he comes home and they say, Hey, non-payment of rent. You gotta get out of your trailer, but watch that movie. You'll like it too. I will. With the yeah. Mickey Rourke. If you need something to binge and listen, if you're, if you really don't care about wrestling, I, mean, I guess if you really hate professional wrestling, you'll you hate it, but it's really kind of interesting. It's, it's, it's just a really interesting, it's, it's great. And it's so well done. I mean, guys, I cried. Okay. I cried. <laughs> And I, thought, I forgot you did cry. I cried the, during the last episode. The, the last episode, the big emotional buildup to this final scene. Holy and this one fuck. guy coming back Holy to do what he loves. Holy fuck, I, I forgot cried. you cried. You'll laugh. You'll, You'll cry. cry. <laughs> You'll drop a flying elbow. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.